Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. It has been a chaotic Monday morning. Frank, my dog, I think he's just old now. Every single Your dog's di- name is Frank? <laughs> no, I'm just telling you, Frank. Frank, oh. my dog, not okay. you. I was gonna I was gonna say, when did I did I miss this? You named the dog Frank? <laughs> Should I be upset? Because definitely the dog came after I did. Yes, he did. But I didn't name him after you. His <laughs> name is Cody. And um, he's been getting up at like 3, 4 in the morning and just yelping uncontrollably for no real reason whatsoever. No matter what I've done, I've tried putting him in later, taking him out later, like taking him out for his last go later. Then every- We didn't change anything. Our routine stayed exactly the same. And then all of a sudden, so I was up this morning at at three, what, 3.45 this morning. Like, I usually need that extra 15, 20 minutes. To, oh, gosh. That, that's usually when you wake up? Well, on show days, I wake up super duper early to prep. But Jeez. even Tuesdays and Thursdays now, the weekend, like all weekend long, I was going to bed my weekend hours at like 1.32 in the morning and waking up at like 4.35 because of the dog. And I'm going to try melatonin. That's my next step is melatonin. Yeah, for the dog? For the dog. I yeah. would, that, That's what I would do. I'm not, I'd drug the dog up, not me. I don't or, want a baby again. Like, I don't want to get up at, you know, the, the crack of dog. My kids are grown now. I don't have to. They get to sleep. Why do they get to sleep and I can't? So I'm exhausted. Jeez, that. Three, three forty-five, four o'clock, five o'clock to prep for this show. Yes, yes, because I don't I, do it till the morning. I, I can't do it the night before. I can't. Yeah, but still, even I, I would expect you to have been able to whip this together in a, in an hour. Yeah, I know that. That's what you always say, but I like to know what I'm talking about. So no, it doesn't take that long. It takes okay. me a long time. Like you can believe it or not, but it does. Um. I don't believe it. That's fine. You don't have to. It's not mandatory. Um, everyone in the chat's talking about Cat Turd. He doxed himself, I guess. He looks exactly like I thought he would. Wait a second. That picture that he tweeted, that was a mistake? No, he did it on purpose. He was out at oh. some event or something, and he looks exactly like I thought he would. Exactly. Um, But into show stuff. So... On Friday, we talked about this case, this high-profile sex ring case with all the people that are supposedly very high-profile who were arrested, um, who who were involved in this. The, mm-hmm. the, it's South Korea. It's not China, actually. Oh. Um, and I read it, by the way. Um, I read the entire affidavit that was with the case. There is really nothing crazy in there about any of the people or anything. It's just th- th- what they would do is they advertised for like women to get their pictures taken by a professional photographer. And then the woman would become models on the site that they were advertising as though it was for professional photography. And then the people would look at those women and and like log in and, and get verified by some you know, agency or something, and then be able to go in and purchase the women that they wanted. And there was a dude that would like rent hotel, rent um, apartments and high end like places for them to go under Mm -hmm. fake names. And then the leader of this ring was a woman, actually, not a man. Um, And then they would pay it for everything in money orders. Like the whole scheme was detailed. It didn't say very much about the people involved yet. And I don't think it will um, for a very long time, actually. So, so is this as, is it still seem as big as we uh, thought it would be? Depending I mean, on who's still, involved. still a story. It's still a story. I'm going to still watch it, obviously. But as of right now, it's a very, what seems to be cut and dry and very unsophisticated, truthfully, prostitution ring. Or ask, yeah, prostitution. Well, well, what you were describing on Friday was you giving up not only personal information but employer information. It, it sounded it, like I said I I was wondering what was compelling people 
to give up that much just for some access to hookers. They barely even mention that stuff in there. They just oh. talk about the scheme as a whole and how it worked. It's very detailed, 60 pages long. Um, so, yeah. So I just want to give everyone an update on that. Then I have this. I You're not going to be able to see it, but you're going to be able to hear it. Citizen Free Press tweeted this out on Friday. This is awesome. I'm just going to show people. It's like, I don't know where this is. It's some event where they're all dancing. And don't kill me because I don't know what kind of dancing this is either. But it just made me smile. So I'm going to play it for everyone because it's Monday and it started off really crappy. And you'll like the music anyway, Frank. Okay. Switch off you like it out there, don't you, Chris? I know you do, buddy. I know you do. It's clogging. Everyone's saying it's clogging. It's really cool. Is it related to uh, jig? I don't know like what a jig looks I like. An Irish jig? Sort of, yes. Yeah, it's like Irish step dancing almost. Look at that. Having a good time. I mean, it, it just, I watched the entire thing. Like, I sat there and watched the entire thing. Let's it's see. a walk-off. It's a walk-off. It's, it's just... Look at that. Everybody's going at it. See, I I still have a delayed video, so I'm, I'm just getting a glance, glance at this right now. The girl's really throwing it down. She's into it. Totally into it. I loved it. It was so great. It was like a breath of fresh air from the normal crap. Like, people are still doing that and having fun and stuff. And it brought me to this next piece of good news that I have, too. Where is it? Someplace in my browser here. Ah, here we are. Secret Santa. Idaho school principal receives anonymous donation to cover her husband's kidney transplant. Oh. Lillian P Piper, the principal of Incom Elementary School, travels to Utah every weekend to visit her husband and daughter where her husband awaits his surgery. However, the family has been struggling to make ends meet as gas and food bills stack up on top of the $5,000 insurance premium that must be paid before the kidney procedure takes place. Piper even worked a second job as a restaurant server in her spare time, but she still didn't have enough money to save her husband's life. This changed when an unnamed donor brought her some holiday cheer in the form of several gift cards and a big check. Thinking she was about to speak with her fellow faculty members at a, uh, I guess, unveiling... Piper stepped out of the office and was greeted by a local reporter who shocked her when he presented her with a gift wrap box. Piper first pulled out $2,000 worth of gas gift cards and $3,000 worth of grocery gift cards, and she basically started crying. And then mm. she said, this should be going to someone else, which is always what people say. And then the last piece of the present was a cashier's check for $5,000 for her husband's surgery. That's enough to put down for my husband's kidney, she said, tearfully holding the life-changing gift. And I actually have tears in my eyes just thinking about it because that is something else. Good news from Breitbart. Yeah, that's wonderful. Oh, man, good news is good to hear. Yeah, because over the weekend we got this. I mean, some people might consider this good news, Frank. What? I'm just, I, I thought this was so fitting for someone of her caliber. Rapino. Oh, 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 the freak. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let's play this. This is the clip of her. And something these announcers said really ticked me off. But I just want to play this for everybody because Ben. Waiting for her. If she weren't able to continue. Oh, and this is a player that we know has battled some injuries as of late in her career. And Mental there health. she goes down, yeah. just unattested on the top of your screen, off to a bright start. And as you mentioned, Jackie, that would be devastating. And right now the reaction do look like she might be coming off, hands in her head. They call Ooh. her a heroine. Really slow oh, to get heroin, all right. What a sad, sad sight. Laura Harvey. Hold on. Having to Whatever. reorganize things straight away. Talking to the really experienced Laura. 
And it appears the substitution is about to be made. And this is such a sad, sad way for Megan Rapinoe's Rapino, professional whatever. career to come to an end. This is such a sad way for Megan Rapinoe's activist career to come. No, she's so good. No, Listen, what? just wait, just wait. The fans had shown up in their numbers to celebrate a national heroine, a woman who has done so much, not just for the women's game, but for the game of football in the United States. No, 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 she hasn't. No, she hasn't. It has not moved the needle at all for how people demand women's soccer. It doesn't. And and you know what? Yeah, it's just a fact of life that women's sports are just not really interesting to both men and women, uh, uh, you know, uh, sports fans. There's a market for it, but it is it's so small compared to the men. And that was just a fact of life that had no bias, had no, you know, saltiness attached to it. It's just what it was. It was just a marketing reality. Women like her inside of there just brought a, 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 a sour, well, especially of she, warfare to the table. She advocates for men to be playing in her sport anyway. Like it's and, just so, yeah. And then she did this. I don't know if you heard this, but listen to this crap. The long one, although I'm I'm going to get the Aaron Rodgers treatment, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to be calling him or no, whoever he's, did he's, the surgery because. No, he's spiritual. We'll talk he's about. Worked, he's worked on a much bigger level than you have. We'll talk about him in a second. We need to speed this up, but <laughs> yeah, I thought about it a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there wasn't God, like, this is proof that there isn't. This is up. Um, if there was a God, this is proof that there isn't. Because yeah, she yeah. was hurt on the field in her last game. Maybe. It, well, it makes, it makes no sense. Obviously, she's not even, she can't even process the logic of what she just said. She sh- You should just say, uh, this is proof that there is no God. Because to say, if there was a God, this would negate his existence. That makes absolutely no sense. Uh, and, and then what? What? The proof of whether or not there is a God is is whether or not that God is serving your interests? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> now, she mentioned Aaron Rodgers, who went down with an Achilles injury in the beginning of the yeah. season. First game, just, it's the turf, I have to tell. It's the turf. Everybody need, but whatever. He's already almost, he's basically saying he's going to come back before the end of the season crazy i know the reason for that is so different than hers that man is like the most spiritual person i've like seen in a very long time (laughs) i this she she really this is somebody who does a lot of discredit to everything that uh that they're a part of really does like i said before it's just one of those things where there's men's sports there's female sports and that that's it never the twain shall meet but this is the type of woman that brings so much negative attention on it that it, it actually makes some people happy that the, the sport continues to flail in popularity because oh, the only kind of attention you bring into it is this, this, this sour activist attention that doesn't even recruit your own countrymen to root for you on the world stage. Like I, I was, I, I, you know, I, I'm not rooting against people because I feel that that's, the, uh, that's on the level of almost like gossip. I truly, really, like, I hate gossip. I try not to do it. Public figures doing things in public, you can talk about it, lay down commentary. But I, I don't want to, I don't want to root against anybody. I know that there's people on the, the the U.S. women's team that probably love their country and have to put up with rabble rousers like this. But at the same time, it's just like, good. I don't want to, I don't, I don't necessarily want to see them basking in glory. I, you know, it's, uh, it, it creates animosity. Yeah, it's, it's, None of it's, and then uh, we have a couple stories about women and nonsense today. Before we get into the Nord Stream pipeline story that broke over the weekend. <laughs> Which, okay. The the endometriosis South Coast Center. It's a not for profit, I guess, in in UK somewhere or something. Appointed a trans woman as their CEO for endometriosis. Y- yes. Yeah, that makes sense. 
That's yes. Megan. That's Megan Rapino uh, logic right there. Yeah, and on the ad to the left of it, it says, isn't it ridiculous that I've got to my 40s before any medical professionals even mentioned endometriosis? And then the picture of the new CEO, Steph. Now, underneath, the comments went nuts. So, of course, they turned them off because they reached their diversity, equity, and inclusion checkmark. And then this dude, who is now working as the CEO of the women's endometriosis freaking set does anybody understand i don't know if men get what endometriosis really is it's so terrible for women like it really is it's when you grow basically uterine tissue outside of your uterus or inside your uterus or you know it's just bad it's really bad and men no man would understand that not that we're better than men it's just that no man would understand that freaking condition well, you would if you were a man that 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 uh, had women in your life who who actually you know put up with it, you would understand it at least from a a secondhand stand. You'd be able to observe it. You'd be able to be there and see it. But obviously, wouldn't you? You wouldn't be able to empathize and 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 feel it. Uh, no matter how many surgeries you put yourself through, it's almost like a a woman being put in charge of a prostate cancer support group for men. Like, we don't understand what prostate cancer is like. We don't have prostates. Like, we couldn't understand what it does to your sexual health or anything else. You know what I mean? We wouldn't understand that. We don't belong running a prostate cancer support group. Men don't belong running an endometriosis not-for-profit. And he has the balls to, to tweet Calmly working today while under a barrage of online transphobia. I genuinely appreciate your support, especially the dozens of DMs from those who have GC views, whatever that means. Thank you and enjoy conservatives falling apart. This is just, there are conservative women too. No, there are sane women. Well, yeah. Anybody who sees this for the farce that it is and makes some kind of, you know, pushback against it is a sane person. They're not conservative or liberal. They have they have found the uh the, the the one thread of logic that permeates this entire pile of crap. The the next woman themed nonsense story that I want to share today before we get to the Nord Stream story is this. Oh and also that's the reason why women should not be coaching uh men's sports. Correct. A hundred percent get the hell out. Every time I see that I'm like oh it bothers me. Like, Will always says stuff, and then he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, don't apologize. You're right. Like, it's stupid. It's stupid. Just ridiculous. Um, go, ahead, go ahead. Somebody's very angry that I mentioned prostate cancer in the chat. Well, I'm sorry. I was trying to come up Why? with a comparable example. Too much. It's too much. Can't handle What's that. too much? I'm talking about prostate cancer is too much, I guess. It's, it's no, it's the it's the it's the opposite of what we're talking about here. It's about people who wouldn't be able to ever uh, understand having a certain condition. Yeah, I mean, it's almost as bad as like actually believing that pee is stored in your balls. I like, well, that's just anatom. <laughs> that's just the way that the body works. I don't. <laughs> that is so funny. Anyway, you had me for a second there. I'm like, I know this isn't true, but he's so serious right now. Like this, I didn't want to like completely insult you if you actually believed it it was like so many things going through my brain at that point in time no. this woman the, so we talked about the story in new york where the guy shot off two warning shots in the subway to get rid of the muggers who were going after that woman yes woman threatened by homeless would-be mugger wishes the hero vigilante gunman didn't fire the weapon i was, I was terrible <laughs> The woman, I was terrified. yeah, I was terrified. The woman who was <laughs> the woman who was threatened by a homeless would-be mugger considers subway vigilante John wrote a hero, but wishes he tried to help without firing a gun in the station. Speaking to the Post over the phone Friday, the forty-year-old woman who didn't want to be identified recalled the pure terror she felt during Tuesday's ordeal in the subway system. She believes has become increasingly unsafe for riders. One reason for the sketchy conditions underground, she said, is the lack of serious punishments for repeat offenders, such as the man who tried to rob her, who hang out at the station. Um, 
I said, I'm not going to give him any money and kept walking to the homeless guy. He followed me. He kept demanding money. And he said, if you don't give me money, I'm going to take your bag. I was trying to walk away from him, but he was following me and getting very close. Um, Roche, who was known to police for frequently pulling this scheme, allegedly made moves to snatch her bag when Roche, 43, whipped out his firearm and allegedly fired several rounds across the subway while warning the would-be mugger to leave the woman alone. This is her quote. Listen to this crap. Of course, I'm happy the man tried to help me and nobody was injured during this incident, but it's scary to think that people are carrying guns around the city. I- Especially the cops that you probably wish were there too, huh? You want you want you want the cop? Do you even want the cops to be like those ridiculous neutered UK police? It's like a comedy routine out there. Ten ten thousand unarmed police trying to trying to chase one man it looks like a comedy routine <laughs> to see uk law enforcement apprehend a suspect it's comedy she added i understand why people do it they see it as their only means of protection wrote was seen in surveillance footage casually pulling the handgun from his bag and aiming it at the scuffle before shouting get the f away from her and then she said i was terrified I was ready for anything to fight for my life in any way. The gun was pointed in my direction and that's all I saw. It was a feeling of pure terror that I don't wish on anyone. You know what, Megan? Shut up. And then she said, I would have considered him more of a hero if he had done it without the gun. Right. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for saving my life, but not good enough. I wish you would have done it my way. Because my way was working so well for me. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, what the hell is wrong with these people? <laughs> that's just what. That's just the. Go ahead. Whatever. Oh, what did I just do? I made a boo boo. Um, so over the weekend, we found out that the Nord Stream pipeline was actually coordinated. The bombing was actually coordinated as per WAPO by a Ukrainian military officer. And. He's the one who arranged the whole thing and carried it out. A senior Ukrainian military officer with deep ties to the country's intelligence services. Right. First of all, that first sentence. A senior Ukrainian military officer with deep ties to the country's intelligence services. Meaning CIA. Which which Ukrainian military, like, do the, the Ukrainian military usually separate from their intelligence community? I mean, it's just the... Uh... I mean, you have when you have something like you have something like uh, I don't know, like Alexander Vindman being offered jobs to, uh, to be ministers of entire swaths of their government. You have to imagine that their deep ties, anything that's deeply tied in there for military intelligence, is just going to be some some. It, it, listen, they are backing away from this war zone. They're trying to mold it into something else. And now we're getting this over a year later. The, you know, the one year anniversary was in September 26th. Yes. You know, what's crazy about it is at the end of this or near the end of this, they start telling everybody how it was all kept from Zelensky. So he has no idea. He had right. no idea what was going on. This was all kept from him. He He didn't have any clue what his own quote technically, quote, military, was doing at the time. The operation itself is so highly specialized. Yeah. And this this does not explain any of the activity in that uh, out there at sea. Well, Um, it does, actually. The drones, everything? It it says Roman Chervinsky, a decorated 48-year-old colonel who served in Ukraine's special operation forces, was the coordinator of the operation. Um, it was he managed logistics and support for a six-person team that rented a sailboat under a false identity and used deep-sea diving equipment to place explosive charges on the gas pipelines. On September 26, three explosions caused massive leaks. Um, he didn't act alone. He didn't plan it. According to people familiar with his role, which has not been previously reported, he took off orders from more senior Ukrainian officials who ultimately reported to General Valery Zelunzi, Ukraine's highest ranking military officer. Um, this has strained diplomatic relations with Ukraine and drawn objections from U.S. officials. Meanwhile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? This has, been a, this has been a strain. This one man 
this one man, he's he really put the world on edge for a while there. I, I wonder if anybody's actually going to have a an open interview with this Patsy. Through his attorney, he denied any role in the sabotage of the pipelines. All speculation about my involvement in the attack on Nord Stream are being spread by Russian propaganda without any basis. Ukrainian so government didn't respond. And so many, it's just so many layers. I mean, there's so many layers of bullshit to every story. He's being held in a Kiev jail on charges that he abused his power stemming from a plot to lure a Russian pilot to defect to Ukraine in July of 2022. Authorities allege that he was arrested in April. He acted without permission and that the operation gave away the coordinates of a Ukrainian airfield, prompting a Russian rocket attack that killed a soldier. Then, then someone else who isn't there in special ops anymore said that the operation was approved by the armed forces but didn't comment for the article. Um, I am president, says Zelensky. I give orders. We didn't do this, basically. Um, he was responding to a report in the Post that the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency had learned of Ukraine's plans before the attack because they planned them. Now, that wasn't in the article. But. Let's see. Let's see if Cy Hirsch comes out with anything in response now. Because that was something that everybody just ignored for however long they ignored it for. Um, okay. There's been a lot of information coming out the past couple days. On Friday, I told everybody to go over and watch Kyle's. I don't, I don't. Kyle's podcast. These full screen ads that websites are putting on now are ridiculous. Does anybody want AM Better Health? It just plays auto when you get to the webpage and it takes up the entire screen. The pop-ups in the late 90s we thought were bad. <laughs> um, now, I, look, I, I, yes, I think it was last week, I was finally made, it was on, I was unable to read a Daily Mail article without disabling my ad block. I really just want, I couldn't, I couldn't find it, whatever the hell it was, I couldn't find it mirrored anywhere on any other site, the story itself. So I just temporarily disabled my ad blocks just to, just to read the article and get some information. I could not, I can't describe to you how bad the Daily Mail is without the ad block on. I can't, it, some of these websites. If you try to look at the pictures in a Daily Mail slideshow, you end up on a different on a different it's, so, it's, it's really really bad oh yeah i don't know how, how i mean if if your business you need to do that oh, to your product if you need to do that to your product i don't even know which one there could be some pages that are worse than others but it was completely framed out yeah i by, see it right now on screen dude i mean i don't even it's all over if you do that to your product to be able to make ends meet then what that just stop? Oh my god, yeah, there it. It's so bad. Oh look, it's a died hard. suddenly. It's a died suddenly right on the front page. Kevin Turin from Euphoria, and, and the Idol passes away suddenly. <sighs> passes away suddenly. Um, what was I doing? I forget what I was doing. Oh yeah, the Washington times piece by Carrie Pickett. So there's a lot of information coming out about about what happens inside the FBI to whistleblowers and not only just whistleblowers, Frank, literally just conservatives and members of the military. More whistleblowers have stepped forward to tell Congress that high ranking FBI officials are targeting agents, specifically former military members, for their political beliefs and trying to force them out of the bureau. A Marine and other military veterans at FBI have been accused of disloyalty to the U.S. with no predicate in a lot of these investigations at all because they fit the profile of a supporter of former President Trump, according to two disclosures sent to lawmakers on the Judiciary Committee. The whistleblower said that Jeffrey Veltri, De Deputy Assistant Director of the Bureau of Security Division, and Dana Perkins, Assistant Section Chief, specifically pursued employees who served in the Marine Corps or other military branches. They stripped the agents of security clearances, which sidelined them on the job and pushed them towards the exit. 
the whistleblower disclosures say um, that they attempted to declare the Marine and other veterans as disloyal to the United States of, the, of America when there was no indication that any of these people had any affiliation to a foreign power or held any belief against the United States. Um, it gets worse and worse and worse, but su- supposedly... There's so if gonna- you're, on, you're only if you're whistleblowing in the right direction, it will be a uh, you'll be be doing a service to the country. If you're whistleblowing in a in a direction that that they don't like, then you're it's going to you could be brought up on treason charges. Yeah, I mean they did this. They did this to this is what they did to Garrett O'Boyle, who we had on the show, the one who they stole his stuff and kept it for months and months and months. He had just bought yep. a house in the new place where he's supposed to live, and then they fired him the day he got there. Just absolutely terrible. The nicest guy you'll ever meet. I mean, we're going to have him on the show hopefully this week because he's got more to say. Um, but he didn't even do what they say he did. He didn't do it. They just went after him because he was, uh, I am assuming, his associations? I don't even know. But there's supposed to be some more news coming this week on this stuff. I mean, it's been a few years now, if I'm not mistaken. That's something else, man. Like, they accused him of leaking, but they knew he didn't leak. And then they fired him for it. And he's suing them for wrongful termination, but he can't leave because then he won't have a lawsuit anymore. Well, he's still suspended, I think. So he's still, quote, technically hired, so he can't get another job because if he if he gets another... Like, it, there's some complicated crap in there. Let me see. Um, where is it? How much more obvious do you have to get? He was How suspended without pay. That's what it is. If he if he quits, his lawsuit doesn't make sense anymore. So he's not quitting. He can't even take any money from outside groups or anything. He's not allowed to take any money. He's still technically hired by the FBI. And on on the FBI roster, he just has no security clearance and they suspended him without pay. And then they leave you in that state indefinitely so that they screw you, basically. And then they steal all of your worldly possessions and they leave you out to dry. That's basically what happens here. Oh, gosh. So there you go. So, so next time somebody says, well, you know, there's proper channels for that. There's proper channels for that. For whistleblowing. Yeah. yeah. Here's your proper channels. Take it and shove it right up your uh, behind. There's, yeah, there's the there's the meat grinder that you walk into if you're if you you see something you want to say something. Um, the Virginia. Did you see this stuff about Virginia and the and the Senate race there? Which state senator, Virginia Democrat, won an election that basically put the Democrats over by one vote in the. Senate in Virginia. But it turns out that this woman who won lied about where she lived. And citizens basically staked out her primary residence, which she did not list on her disclosure forms, and just listed this apartment she was supposedly renting in the district she ran in. So they went to her actual publicly... Um, she's a, she was an official, so it was publicly recorded that she lived there. But when she filed, she didn't put that on her forms. So they staked out her house for, like, goodness knows how long and have all kinds of picture and video evidence that she, like, never lived at this other place. She just rented an apartment there so she could say she lived there and run. So she can carpet bag. Yeah, basically. And it's so hardcore, like, the the, the evidence and the proof that they have is so hardcore that this is not only is this election changing but it's a felony so it's actually a crime to do what she did i hope somebody somebody can go to jail i don't even care anymore just anyone really it doesn't have yeah but you know and and you know the the crazy thing there is again so many times if you uh i mean who knows actually if they even have the votes like what are vote totals anymore but to, to have to they needed this woman to be the one that sat in that seat so bad that they got her, they set her up with an apartment or something like anybody. They couldn't find anybody. If they have the votes to put anybody in that seat, then why the hell do you have to set up fake residences? You can literally just pick anybody out. I, it's it's ridiculous. No, so, nobody's. 
if they if they overturn this and the Republican takes the seat, then the tie-breaking vote goes to Winsome Sears, who's the attorney, uh, who's the uh, lieutenant governor there. Yeah. Which is great because she's gonna be like, "F your couch, get out of here," because that's what she says. She says, oh, "Well, at least for a little while." Yeah. So for, for however long, I don't know. Keeping keeping I mean, an eye on that one. Yeah, you're dealing with those those uh, razor thin majorities. It's always bouncing back and forth. I mean, that's talk about political instability. You cannot rest. You can't hang your hat on anything for more than a year or so. It doesn't make any sense to me, given what we experienced in Virginia a couple of years ago, that this much of a change has happened in that state in that short of a time where people are like, forget this. I'm going Democrat. Like it does. It doesn't make sense. But hey, I mean, nothing does. Speaking of which, there's Georgia stuff keeps on coming up again. There's a a couple of different stories out of Georgia. Um, These aren't new stories. They're not new things that are just happening. One of the things that's out is about a lawsuit that was filed even before the 2020 election, way before it, by Democrats who were not happy with the voting machines and thought that they didn't work. And they were hackable and they were vulnerable and they filed this lawsuit because they didn't believe, I believe, I think that Kemp won, they didn't believe it. So they filed the lawsuit that saying that the voting machines could be hacked and they were a problem. And this lawsuit has continued all the way through today. And the judge finally granted them a trial, a bench trial, because she said she can't discount all of the evidence and experts that have shown that these machines are absolutely manipulative or could be manipulated by outside actors. So now they have this bench trial and it's so telling because again, it's a bunch of Democrats that are gonna put on a ben- put on their, their defense or their argument, I should say, about why the voting machines aren't safe in Georgia. It's just serendipity to me. I can't wait to see it. Okay. That's one. And then Garland Favorito is is still in the middle of his lawsuit where they hid these, they, they were ordered to preserve these 100,000 ballots. Wendy has been writing on this the entire time, by the way, on Uncover DC. But they were ordered to keep these ballots and they had criminal defense attorneys in Georgia defending them in this lawsuit. And now those attorneys just stepped down randomly the other day and said, we're not doing this anymore. And like we said on Friday, a lot of people think it's because they're they're, they're not going to be able to produce those ballots and they're going to have to produce them. And then the defense attorneys were like, well, why the hell are we going to stay here for this nonsense? We're leaving. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that on the election integrity front. And then. Um, what else did I have? Oh. Ted Cruz, uh, Grassley, and Mike Lee sent a letter on November 8th, which was 9, 10, 11, five days ago, which I didn't see until today. Wanting information about how the government and FBI and intelligence community, whatever that means, covertly surveilled the personal communications of attorneys advising congressional oversight committees. So the lawyers that were advising the committees on the investigations into Spygate and all that stuff were being... They were being spied on. (laughs) Wow. Yep. Jeez, it's like... uh, You got to expect it, right? You got to expect it. And then we have this... (laughs) Hold on. I just want you to hear this. This is right after the debate the other night where Vivek just completely went after Rona and she did this interview. This is why we're where where we're at, okay? Um, because people just don't understand, Frank, what the RNC is actually supposed to do. Here. The Republican National Committee. Chairwoman McDaniel, welcome back to Meet the Press. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Great to be with you. Really appreciate it. Let's talk about Tuesday night. Let's talk big picture. Republicans say that they had a tough night on Tuesday, obviously losses in Ohio, Virginia, Kentucky. What do you say to Republicans who say you bear some responsibility for that and you're not the right person for this moment? Well, I, I'm proud of the RNC and I stand by what the RNC is doing. And, and some people don't understand what we do. We're a turnout machine and actually it's going to look like more Republicans turned out in Virginia than Democrats. <gasps> Hold on. <laughs> 
they turned out and voted for Democrats? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to look like that. It's going to look like more Republicans turned out in, in, in Virginia. And that's why we lost, because we have no <clears> message. <throat> and Republicans are now voting for Democrats. That's what she just said. Just uh, wait. Uh, just, just wait. I, I mean, you can't get any more filler in there either. Jesus. We actually turned out more Republicans than Democrats in Kentucky. We, we're not the messaging. That comes from the candidate, and that's up to them. But I'm very proud of our minority outreach that the RNC is doing, the 70 lawsuits we're in right now on election yeah. integrity, yeah. and our Bank Your Vote initiative. And I think it's instrumental in how we're going to win back the Senate, win the White House, and keep the House in 2024. All right. Well, let's talk about one of the core issues, which sure. we talked about with the candidates earlier this week, the issue of abortion. Th th this is the, the, same question the, to you. The, the pancake, the pancake batter makeup face of American politics. There's nobody I, looking at these two yap at each other on NBC, meet the press. Everything in this picture is what's wrong. There, there, there's no inspiration. Nothing is inspired by this picture here. Everything that came out of her mouth was nonsense. I don't care. And it's all, it's just, it, it's just so cheap. It's just so cheap. These freaks. Then she, listen to this. This, this is really gonna, this got me going here that we asked them, which is given the losses that you saw on Tuesday, given the losses that we saw in the midterms, what is the path forward for Republicans on the issue of abortion, both in terms of messaging and policy? You know, Kirsten, I'm very passionate about this. I'm a suburban woman. I saw this in 2022. Suburban women are much more passionate about abortion than anyone else, Frank, just, mm, so, yeah. just so you know. Well, and well, she, well, you know, she's a suburban woman. She, 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 she can cut right down the middle because, you know, you know, maybe the urban women, they're a little bit, they go a little bit too far. And maybe those rural women, they go a little bit too far in the other direction. But I think I, she has a really good vantage point of what, what the middle ground on tearing babies apart is. Mm -hmm. Here we go. As chair of the RNC, I actually put a memo out letting our candidates know this is a big issue. It's I think big issue. I probably took it more seriously than some others because I have suburban mom friends. This is my community. Listen, we have to talk compassionately. We can't attack women. We also have to define ourselves before the Democrats define us. And this is my... That's your job, you idiot. That is your entire job. Like, besides the bull crap that just came out of your mouth, what are you there for? <sighs> the, the, see, the issue is... The issue is that there is no the, the messaging on abortion is like that th there's you're not you're you're continuing to describe it wrong. The issue is not about, well, we need to find scientifically the threshold for what is a human life. I, lo I love how they go. They they switch around. So depending on who you're talking to, how sociopathic they are, they'll go to the argument of viability. At what point is the fetus viable outside of the womb? Um, at what point is the, the 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 child sentient? I saw somebody using sentient. Sentient. I I saw people using sentience. You're not sentient yet. Oh yeah, well, you're okay. But well, you're not sentient until you're about like a, a year old. I mean, th there is so much here. Do you say, well, what, what is it? The messaging is it? No, the messaging is that you're still playing footsie with. Democrats who, by and large, do not care if a child's head is cut off the day before their due date. That I mean, that that's the you're, you're trying to play footsie and try to moderate with people who are, uh, I mean, on the same level as as jihadists as far as how willing they are to cut off the heads of the innocent. And it's that's just it's it's either it's a human life, a developing human life. Or it's not. That that's just really it. And if you're going to be on the right side of history, the right side of biology and everything else, then I think you should start really getting gruesome with people. Yeah. I think you need to start getting gruesome is the issue there. They don't want to get their hand see Democrats <sighs> are willing so to get their hands. Sorry, Frank. Child. Uh Republicans don't want to get their hands dirty in revealing what an abortion actually is. And and that's it. And, and when we play this footsie game of mo moderation, then then there there is a wonderful window of opportunity to lose so much votes because now it's just 
whose policy seems a little bit more level-headed about the murder you're not describing? You're not describing the murder. So. No, no. We're, well, well, I, the whole thing, like, everyone's like, well, we need to temper on it. No, 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 I don't think we do. I think we need no. to show it's, people what's happening is what we need to do. It's, it's so late in the game. Why would you even think that you have time? You even have time to play these, these, these games. You don't. We're, they're saying they're, that, it, you know, obviously they're like, oh, well, this is a losing issue for us because the Democrats get their women out in droves to vote for the ability to be able to kill their own children. And so I don't know how you combat murderers in a voting booth, but we have to figure it out. Well, you, you know what? At least at least so that our our own consciences are clean on the issue. If we're going to get beat legitimately at the voting booth with everybody's cards on the table, then so be it. I guess the final arbiter in this is going to be God at the end. Mm -hmm. Whether you believe in God or not, Megan Rapino, I, I guess that's if that's really the world that we live in right now, where all things being equal, let's say that we're having legitimate elections and we are being beaten with all of our cards on the table. We are being honest about what abortion is. They're being honest with how, how far they want to take abortion laws and they still win. Then honestly, that's just... They, they, God's gonna have to sort it out at that point. But we're we're not uh, we haven't done that. We're not putting our cards on the table. We're we're timid for some reason. On that, yeah, it's weird. We're gonna end with something happy today, Frank. I wanted to play this clip. Pierre Corey, Doctor Corey, and Doctor Merrick were at um, uh, an event over the weekend. And if you know, like Doctor Corey's actually from Long Island. He's from my hometown. Um, very well-respected doctor in New York, Dr. Marek, very well-respected ICU physician, obviously went a different route on COVID treatment, ivermectin, um, you know, vitamin C, nutraceuticals in the in the ICU. Marek was fired because of it. It's a, it's a very long story, but these guys were like establishment medicine. I just want to show you the difference two years makes in what they've gone through and how they've changed. Watch this. It's freaking great. Thank you, Sherry O'Donnell in Michigan. Who's this guy out of the hot tub? Pierre Corey. Come on. All right. I, I really, I'm going to distill down to you what the action step is. First, I need permission before I speak because it's literally four words or three words. Dr. Littell, do I have permission to drop an F-bomb? Where are my grandchildren? They're too young. Go ahead. Go for it, Pierre. This is the message, guys. All of the suggestions, everything you heard are critically important, but ultimately it comes down to this. Do not fucking comply. <laughs> oh, I want to hear Paul Marek say that now. That is awesome. Thank you, Pierre. So, I'm just going to carry on from what Pierre said. God's... <laughs> God has given us the br a brain to think. It's time, it's time for us to think and question everything. Don't trust any fucking one because they're gonna <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna take you down the wrong road. Don't trust them. Use your brain. This is doctors telling patients not to trust their doctors. Just think of how I, uh... far. I have that FLCCC web. Ever since you gave that to me, I, I have kept that in my in my bookmarks. Uh, there's a lot of great resources there, and I'm happy it exists. I'm happy people like this have really been able to rise in some kind of public way to prominence. I, I can't even tell you um, how amazing it is to watch the medical establishment kind of be destroyed in, in like it was so needed but now we have people who are awake and know not to listen to their doctors about things they clearly don't know we had dr berry on the show he wasn't he is a doctor and said i was so brainwashed like it took me experiencing something for me to realize hold on a second all of this conventional wisdom is is nonsense as a matter of fact i think wednesday or friday if i can will my husband just got his new book it's basically all the lab tests that you would ever want to ask your doctor for to tell how you're really doing 
health-wise and then what the insurance codes for them are and then the reference ranges for them and what they really mean. Like the reference ranges that they set now, let's say testosterone uh, for men, you need to be between, I'm just throwing, this isn't real, 600 and, and 1200, right? The only reason that's the reference range is because they take an average of all the people that come in and then they make the reference range. It's not the right range. Like cholesterol, if more people come in with high cholesterol or whatever, not that cholesterol matters, but I'm just as an example, they just raise the ranges to meet what the general population sits in. It's Mm. not really what your body should be at. It's what the general population, unhealthy as they are, are at. That's how the labs determine them. So your your, uh, thyroid may be, you know, functioning, quote, normally by the reference ranges, but in actuality, it's not. So that book is fantastic. Um, Either that or get yourself a really good nutritional scientist, uh, anything like that. For example, with with me, I have have, uh, friends that every year I go to my doctor now and I tell her exactly which labs I want Mm -hmm. and I pass it off to my nutritionist. Mm -hmm. Um, That's exactly right. You know, so it's just, yep. You know, Uh, no, you, 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 most of the battle is bringing, knowing who to bring the information to uh, that you've collected on yourself too. Yeah. Well, Well, this, this shows you, this teaches you how to do it yourself. The book teaches you how to look at it, analyze it and understand it for yourself. So, it's just a great book. Someone in the chat, real quick before we end, says needing to use the f bomb just reinforces the lack of intelligence in all parties. So disappointing. Oh, God. From being a native New Yorker, him using the f bomb right there was not a lack of intelligence. It was pure, unbridled passion, and just he was let, he was letting his hair down. And he and and he means it. Do not effing comply. Like not just do not comply. Do not. Like, I guess I, I guess we understand it better because that's what we are used to. I don't know. There's people who get offended by curse words. Um, you know what? That. Maybe maybe there was a time there was a time when we can we can clutch our pearls over over shit like that. But uh, we're, we're, if, if we're we're in such dire straits right now for anybody yeah. to to uh, walk away because they hear a curse word is. Just a please. I mean, they're allowed to say bitch on television without any consequence whatsoever anymore. So we made it, Frank. We somehow made it, even though it was a little scatterbrained and not exactly what I planned. But I, we will be good for Wednesday now. So we're yes. all good. Um, you have been listening to the Dark Delight podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time on TuneIn, on um, Rumble Getter and X, and then live, or I'm sorry, street. What am I saying? God! I don't know. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, the podcast drops on TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Before I do anything else, I'm going to take a nap because I clearly need one. We'll be back on Wednesday. Later. Later. <laughs>